0: Hi I'm Ellie and this is the Meat and Potatoes Tarot podcast. Welcome and hello to everyone who's listening for the first time and a big huge special thank you to all of my supporters who are watching the video version on Patreon. Welcome everyone. This is episode number one and it is the only mandatory episode. Um, during this series, I'm going to be talking about the way in which I learned um, to read tarot cards. I've been doing this for around 35 years and um, I didn't learn via books. I happened to meet a lovely lady who had been practicing tarot for a long time. She and I became friends and we um, managed to sort of catch up a lot, we'd sit and have a cup of coffee or a cup of tea, and over the course of quite a number of years, she taught me to read tarot. I absolutely fell in love with the tarot cards, and I have a special preference for the Rider Waite cards. I read on a daily basis, and I have a YouTube channel called Ellie Dreams Down Under, where I do readings on a number of different topics every single day of the year. I use the same cards that are 35 years old in my YouTube videos and um, I'm hoping that they last as long as I do because I'm very, very faithful when it comes to my tarot cards. I'm hoping to be able to help other people learn to read tarot the way that I did. I've been told that my method of reading is kind of unique and particularly accurate. And I actually attribute any of that success to the manner in which I learned to read tarot. Um, I'm going to go through the step by step definitions of all of the cards in the major arcana, in the minor arcana, the different tarot spreads that I do, um, some of the more popular spreads and also um, some spreads that I have designed myself that I have found to be quite easy to interpret or consistent to interpret which sort of aids in accuracy and also I'm going to be going through some of the philosophy of tarot that has led me to where I am that I think will be helpful to others. So I do hope that you enjoy this series. The only thing I ask um, as you're listening to this podcast is you can start and end anywhere you like in this podcast. but I do believe that it's important for you to listen to this episode first, because in this episode, I'm going to be taking you along the Fool's journey. And in order to understand tarot and what I understand of tarot, what it represents, and how it actually so closely aligns with our experience as a human being um, traveling through our life. It actually is a very close likeness and it's important for us to get a solid understanding of the fool's journey first, after which basically you can pick up any episode anywhere you like. In fact, I might even shake things up a little bit so that we don't get stuck in a mindset of only looking at a certain subject at a time. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode and I hope you'll join me in future episodes. So, Let's begin. And today we're going to be looking at the fool's journey. The fool is numbered zero for a reason, and that is because he comes out of the starting gate without any prior experiences. And so I've set him to the side here. What he does is he journeys through the knowledge acquisition that comes from and the building of character. That comes from traveling through each of these major arcana cards. We think of it in terms of a a journey, and you could even think of it in terms of a holiday, where he has a number of different stopovers. So each of these major arcana cards, where he gathers his newly acquired very specific wisdom from each card, helps to build his spirituality, helps to build him as a person and guides him forward to the next card. So here we are starting with the fall. The number is zero. It's our starting point and we're sort of neutral in, um in, In who we are. We have no awareness of what life has in store for us. There are no joys or heartaches to draw from, no challenging situations that we've navigated so far. Everything is in the future. And so now we eagerly um, embark on our journey and just step right off the cliff into the unknown. Our first stopover is at the Magician and the Magician is all about new beginnings. It's about that primal energy and the power of the individual. The Magician is the first person that we meet on our journey as we sort of follow the fool's path. The Magician is really active, like a positive end of a magnet, Um, very masculine and very creative. He has a heightened sense of his own conscious awareness and embodies a force that's capable of manifesting material desires. He gets things done and he teaches us to act and to make use of our ability to impact the world around us. So we as the Fool walk away from our experience with the Magician having a real sense of, of um the power that we have to impact everything around us. And also we sort of gain this conscious awareness that hasn't yet been given a real forum with which to express itself. It's just at the early stages. It's now our second stopover. And we're meeting with the High Priestess. The High Priestess is all about intuition and the awareness of others. You see, the Magician was about kind of having a conscious awareness of yourself. Well, step two now is to have an awareness that other people also exist. Now, the High Priestess is often considered to be the complementary partner to to the Magician. She's very passive, like the negative end of a magnet. And has a heightened awareness of the unconscious mind, which is in comparison to the magician who has an awareness of the conscious mind. Now, the high priestess teaches us that there is more than just what we see with our eyes. She is equal to the magician and together they kind of create a balance. So stopover number three is the Empress. The Empress is about growth and the development of an idea or a purpose. As we continue on our journey as the Fool, we meet with the Empress. She embodies motherhood and she nurtures us. She provides us with an awareness of our surroundings. Uh, Just as we can impact our world, which we found through the magician, We also draw from its abundance, and that's something that the empress teaches us is possible. We begin to develop our earthly senses, which help us to continue with our journey. So, so far, we've learned about our own consciousness, uh, the subconscious or the awareness of others, and also about the abundance of the environment around us. So our fourth stop uh, in the fool's journey is where we meet the emperor. Uh, The emperor is all about materialism, power, and the positive cultivation of the resources. Just as the empress showed us that those resources are available and are abundant around us, the emperor puts them to good use. The emperor embodies fatherhood and uh, is the complementary partner to the Empress. He also represents the first interaction we might have with the concept of limitation. The Emperor teaches us that rules and discipline create a sound basis um, from which power can thrive. We're given an awareness of the importance of self-regulation and the risks associated with excess. Now, the emperor is also considered to be the highest ranking card of materialism. So this is about uh, being able to utilize and also create a sort of a, a cultivated structure of the world around us. So as we carry on, our fifth stopover is with the Hierophant. And um, the Hierophant is all about structure and gaining stability through established principles. Now, you know, the emperor was about acknowledging the fact that there are rules and limitations. The Hierophant takes this a little bit further. The Hierophant creates the structure and creates the stability to be able to um, harness and keep keep a sort of a stableness around um, the, the world around you. The Hierophant takes a number of different forms, and it could be spirituality, it could be government, it could be religion, and we'll go into that in more detail. But generally, as we meet the Hierophant, he introduces us to a defined body of beliefs, traditions, and continuities. He teaches us to accept the emperor's regulation in a manner which is recognizable, repeatable and reassuring to us and those around us. When we leave our encounter with the Hierophant, we sort of begin to process a level of maturity beyond that of a child. So far, we've discovered our creativity and intuitive sense with the magician we're beginning to understand that being among others can exist in a parallel with our own unique sense of identity and also that rules and structure provide safety. Now it's time for stopover number six, and this is the Lovers card. Yeah, the Lovers is about connection with another. It's about practicality and consequences. With the development of our early maturity as we actually travel through the fool's journey and our growing sense of awareness of our senses, there's an emergence of a desire to connect with other people. We've seen from the magician and the high priestess, plus the empress and the emperor, that partnerships with others can create a harmony of coexistence. We learn when we stop to meet with the lovers that relationships and intimacy create blended impact on us and those we engage with. So basically, you know, the blended impact is about when you're in partnership with with another person, everything that happens, happens to both of you. And also everything you do affects both of you. This is also the case when you duplicate it to, say, groups of three or four or even small communities and things like that. When you begin to interact with others, there's a blended consequence of that interaction. We learn that having consideration of what's practical is important and that when a person ceases to travel alone, they not only enjoy the company of others, but they may also share in the other's burden. Our lesson at this stop, stop six, is to consider all that we are so far and to choose our partnerships with consideration of the consequences to follow. So basically, when you choose your partnerships, and this may be in love or it may be in business, it may be with regards to anything, there's always going to be a consequence because you share whatever it is that they bring into the environment. And that's the lesson from the lover's card. As you can see, each of these cards so far are guiding us through a, um, a transition of awareness of ourselves and of the environment that we live in as, um, as people traveling through life. And it has a compound effect. Every major Akana card, when taken in sequence during this journey, teaches us one more little layer of awareness and knowledge um, that we then use to be able to learn from the next one. It's really not possible to learn about partnerships with the lovers until you've uh, learned about your own consciousness and your own power and the consciousness and power of others and what may appear in the subconscious and the environment and how it needs to have rules and structure of some kind. So as you can see, the major arcana provide a... Um, a lesson at each step, but in the journey, the step takes place consecutively according to the numbers. So now we're at stopover number seven in our journey, and this is the chariot. The chariot is about diversity, compromise, and agreement. So with the lovers, we've discovered the partnership, and we've discovered that there are consequences that come from um, from having a partnership of any kind, and that, a, and that practicality is important when it comes to when you come to a point where you're considering any kind of partnership with others. The chariot is where we're looking at working in a structured format with that partnership. We've almost reached adulthood when we get to the chariot here on the Fool's journey. And what remains of our youthfulness is that we're kind of still arrogant and unaware of just how different um, the journey may have been so far for those we encountered along the way. So you see, we've considered a lot about ourselves and the impact we have, but we don't know a lot about what's happening inside another person. By respecting the similarity and diversity of others, we can gain an agreement on how to move forward in all of our respective journeys. So far, the road we've traveled is pretty smooth. But should we encounter challenges later in our journey, our ability to gain the trust of others and to negotiate positive outcomes will aid in our safe passage. And that's what the chariot's all about. It's about learning to compromise, learning to understand a bit about the other person, and to actually value the diversity that gives you strength when you join together. And here we are at our eighth stop and we're meeting with the strength card. The strength card is all about courage and resilience. It's also a virtue checkpoint. And I'm going to be talking about virtue checkpoints um, elsewhere in this podcast. We might be traveling together as a group right now as we follow the fool's journey um, or with others that we've met along the way. Because of course, you know what? When you pick up the partnerships from the lovers, you may actually have others traveling with you. And having company is a comfort when you're with others, but early in our journey, it becomes important to recognize the value of living a virtuous life. Now, tarot has a number of different virtue checkpoints, and strength is the first one. Self-reliance and personal fortitude are virtues that, that we cannot borrow from other people They have to be virtues that we have within ourselves. As we advance forward in our journey, the journey becomes littered with all kinds of obstacles and complications. Each of these obstacles and complications are a test of our strength. And to continue beyond each obstacle, we have to note our anguish, but also find ways to press on regardless. The lessons from the strength card include... Uh, self-adjustment, tolerance, and perseverance. By learning to overcome setbacks and challenges, we can emerge from each of the encounters as, adult, as an adult. So the Strength card is about that continuous development and adjustment to be able to get through life's challenges. And that's when you're able to do that kind of thing, that's when you know that you've grown out of childhood. So now the Fool continues on as a young adult. So now we're at our ninth stop, which is the Hermit. And the Hermit is all about solitude and reflection. It's also our second virtue checkpoint. We progress on our journey as adults who've experienced much of the material world, There is a lot to reflect on and the maturity of our minds is proven by the questions about life that begin to emerge. That's where the hermit comes in. We pause here to stop and meet with the hermit to consider all that we've encountered so far and how the experiences have given us knowledge, but also have left us with a kind of a complexity of unanswered questions. What is the purpose of our journey? What is the purpose of our lives? As we reflect upon what we know and question what we don't know, there's more ahead for us on our journey. But this is the final stop in the material space, and we're only halfway through the fool's journey. To continue forward, we have to recognize and adopt the virtue of a prudent deliberation of what exists So that we can gather wisdom from our experiences. So the Hermit is about reflection, looking back, asking the questions, understanding the context of where we've come from and learning and sort of digesting everything that we've learned so far. We're halfway through the fool's journey and now is the time to sort of stop, take a moment and reflect on everything that we've learned. Now we are at stopover number 10, which is the Wheel of Fortune. It's about change, destiny, and luck. At this point in our journey, we have focused on the outer material domain, where manifestation of earthly desires and influence over the world around us are dominant aspects of life. We have reflected, uh, as we did with the hermit, and ask questions about the complexities of life. But now we enter into the wheel of fortune, the constantly revolving propellant of our fate, which takes in all that we've encountered, all that we've learned and combines it into a directional force that will determine how next to proceed in our journey. The wheel of fortune teaches us that our destiny is comprised of one part circumstances and one part free will. How we have journeyed so far will determine our direction moving forward. So we have progressed. We've met with the magician, the high priestess, the empress, the emperor, the hierophant, the lovers, the chariot, strength and the hermit. Each of these major arcana cards or stops in our journey have taught us a new aspect of life that has, with each stop, compounded to give us a kind of wisdom. Now, everything that we have learned is put inside this revolving wheel of fortune, which sucks it all up and then spits us out towards our destiny. So now we are at our 11th stop, which is the Justice card. You can kind of, if you're thinking of the Fool's Journey as something like a holiday, like an overseas holiday where you've had to travel by plane and arrive at the airport, you could consider the Justice card to be something like the Customs Gate. It's about fairness and clear insight. It's also the third Virtue Checkpoint. And I'm going to be, remember, I'm going to be talking in more detail about the Virtue Checkpoints in a later podcast. Our journey so far has given us the adult perspective that's born from living through experiences, good and bad, that shape who we've become in the material or earthly sense. Just as an international airline passenger eventually must report to customs, So now is the time for us to appear before justice. Throughout our travels, we've collected the souvenirs of everything that we are. We must declare everything in our possession for inspection before we can pass. And we must face the consequences of all that we've left in our wake. Have we caused others to suffer? Have we absorbed the two essential virtues? that were presented by Strength and the Hermit? Will we absorb the virtue of clear-eyed and fair evaluation of ourselves, which appears here in Justice, before we depart the material world and embark on the spiritual leg of our journey? Can you see how Justice as is an important um, element of that middle of the journey point? we've traveled as far as we can in the material world. Now it's time for us to sort of take stock and to measure ourselves against the virtues of life, um, to sort of keep ourselves in check before we travel into the spiritual realm. And that's what justice is all about. We are now at the 12th stop, which is the Hanged Man. And the Hanged Man is all about surrender and transition. With everything we've learned as we've progressed through the material leg of our journey, it was the encounter with justice that put it in full perspective. Our material existence was turned upside down just like this guy here. And so now we hang in a suspension as we wait for the next leg of our journey. Our entire collection of souvenir teachings from our travels so far was handed over for inspection. All that remains is our free will. And there is only one decision left to make before we move forward. And that decision is to surrender to our fate can you see the hanged man is lying peacefully suspended upside down not knowing what his fate is and he is prepared to accept it no matter what it is that is the requirement from for moving from our material world into one which is spiritual the fool has learned an important lesson here and that is that it takes The lesson that takes us forward from materialism into spiritual realm is to know that by being fair and contributing ourselves supportively to those around us, we open the door for a world to reciprocate in kind. Knowing this gives us serenity and an acceptance of what's to come. So now we are at the 13th stop, which is death. And death is about new beginnings. Think about a space rocket that sort of starts to peel away its outer layers to be able to remove its excess weight. And that allows the rocket to ascend towards the heavens. Well, this is very similar to what the death card is all about. It's all about relinquishing the unnecessary earthly load that holds us back. Material burdens, longings, and possessions are no longer of value, and they're forgotten. Elements of our past will be left behind so that we can continue forward with an abundant intention. Everything that was once a familiar comfort for us in the material world is foregone in our quest for spiritual fulfillment. And that is the lesson to be taken from the death card. In order to gain that spiritual fulfillment, you need to let go of quite a number of earthly elements, everything that has been um, found to be unnecessary We're now at the 14th stop, which is temperance. And temperance is all about balance and emotional restraint. It's also another virtue checkpoint. We began our journey with an ego and our free will, which at first was unconstrained. As our journey progressed, we began to encounter deliberation sort of turnpikes, obstacles and challenges that tested and taught us to consider our virtues. The final lesson of virtue is the lesson that comes from temperance. The highs and lows that we've encountered will have taught us that moderation, balance, and the considered restraint of our primal impulses will enable us to get the remainder of our journey right. The biggest and most challenging tests are still to come in the Fool's journey. Learning to acknowledge our heart and how we feel But to lead with our conscious mind is what gives us the tools needed to navigate the remainder of our journey. This is a very important um, aspect of this spiritual endeavor that is um, taking place with the Fool's Journey. Many people believe themselves to be emotional beings. It's okay to be an emotional being. But in order to gather all of the wisdom and enlightenment that life has to offer, temperance is important. It teaches us that keeping ourselves in check and demonstrating moderation and balance and a considered restraint of our own emotions and our primal impulses will help to bring us a greater level of spirituality. We now are at stop number 15, and this is the devil. The devil is all about complacency and bad habits. We've come a very long way since we first began to trace the steps of the fool. We've discovered our conscious and unconscious powers to manifest desires and impact the world around us. We've learned to coexist with others, recognize their sameness and respect the diversity between us. We've demonstrated courage, self-reflection, fairness, and moderation. We're feeling pretty good about ourselves as we continue our journey, particularly as we've managed to get through the justice card and we have left what we believe is all unnecessary things aside with the death card. We're now traveling in the spiritual realm. And we're enjoying the peace and serenity that we acquired through our encounter with temperance. But at the precise moment that we get a sense of this peace and serenity, we forget that we are still on a path that requires continuous vigilance. We let our guard down for just a moment. And as we do, the devil unexpectedly confronts us. The devil looms like an imposing giant casting a black shadow around us that obscures the path that will allow us to continue our journey. He evokes negative forces such as a sense of hopelessness or temptation which resides inside each of us. Constant vigilance keeps the forces dormant but moments of complacency can allow them to arise within us and obstruct our view of the light from our destination, which is the sun. The devil feeds on toxic people, materialistic excess, and our enslavement to habits that may take us off our path towards spiritual fulfillment. There is a way to pass beyond the devil. And it's a very important lesson that comes from having met him. The manner in which to pass beyond the devil and continue on our journey is to deny him and instead to focus on remembering each of the lessons that we've learnt from the fool's journey. Without sustenance, the devil will begin to wither and will allow us an opportunity to move forward beyond him. We're now at stop number 16, which is the tower. And the tower is all about chaos and the release of egoism. We've met with the devil. It was a shocking experience. It, it took us by surprise because we had become complacent for a moment, but we gathered ourselves and drew from all of the learning that had been achieved through encountering the previous major arcana and the compound learning that we had received during our journey so far. But as we ran away from the devil, it's almost as though we trip and fall, and there's a devastating change in our journey. We advance towards the tower, and as we do, the path beneath our feet seems to vanish we're suddenly catapulted aimlessly into the air, our sense of direction evaporates. Where's up, where is down, the moment feels like a catastrophe is upon us, but we are unable to even be certain of that. There is nothing we can do. And so the answer is to do nothing. When you meet with the tower, the lesson is to allow yourself to let go completely become wholeheartedly committed to your fate. You can't only be committed to your fate during times of calmness, say for example with the hanged man. You also need to be able to let go during times of chaos because you can't always control your surroundings and that's one of the lessons from the tower. By releasing ourselves from the egotistical pursuit of believing that we have the power to control everything, we experience a revelation. We are each an aspect of something greater, and the tower teaches us that there is more than what we know. So now we're at stop number 17, which is the star. And the star is all about hope and spiritual surrender. We've come a really long way. We've learned a lot of material lessons uh, arising from the magician and our sense of our unconsciousness, the high priestess and the awareness of the unconscious, the emperor and the emperors, which talked about our environment and our ability to uh, draw from it and cultivate it uh, and about our material acquisition and our material power we've also learned about being with others creating partnerships and compromising negotiating and reaching agreement with people who are either the same or different we've traveled through an existence where we've had a glimpse of what lies beyond the material world and we have been courageous enough to be able to look inside ourselves and learn the truth about who we are where we have done good and where we have faltered. we've also come face to face with our own sense of potential hopelessness or our fears, our complacency. And we have also been catapulted into the unknown, where we have learned to surrender, to really surrender. And so now we arrive at a point where we have a real freedom. We find ourselves waking up to the star. Despite our vivid memory of all that we've encountered so far, we emerge from these troubling times and can see the positivity that awaits us beyond any challenges we could face. We're hopeful and believe every stopover that we had experienced so far, even those which presented obstacles to overcome, were merely the prelude to another chance to complete our journey. What the star shows us is that peace and optimism are always within our reach we are now at stopover number 18 which is about uncertainty we continue on our path and for a time we can see the sun ahead of us as we get closer however the moon also appears in the sky and begins to eclipse the sun. For a moment, we become a bit disorientated by the denial of sunlight to illuminate the sky. We acknowledge that we feel anxiety because we're not certain and have no physical proof of what we know. But then we realize that it doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is that we know. It's not that we have to prove what we know. We just know. And so we continue. What the moon teaches us In the Fool's Journey, is that unlike the Tower, which is a single calamity that comes and then goes, our journey through life will also present a series of ongoing deceptions, illusions, and attempted exploitations. We are the Fool, and to protect ourselves from vulnerability, we must remember and practice each of the lessons that we've learned from our journey so far. In the manner in which They may appear throughout our life. So the lesson from the moon is that you will have good times and bad times, sure, but there will also be a constant stream of what could be illusion and that you need to remain vigilant and you need to be able to navigate through a life that may be uncertain. It may not be exactly as it seems and you need to be able to recognize and live through experiences in which there may be a lot of uncertainty. We are now at destination, the sun. I'm not going to call it stop number 19, because this is where we were headed. We were traveling In the fool's journey towards the sun, and our arrival at the sun demonstrates that we have succeeded in our journey. It's a card of success. The sun greets us as we arrive. In the instant that we see the sun, we see the smiling face of success. The long and winding path that it took to arrive at this destination seems suddenly effortless. And upon arrival, as you can see here, we feel revitalized, content, and blessed. This is a card of celebrating your successes. Taking a moment to acknowledge that you've done good. We are now at judgment. And we have completed our travels or our fool's journey, and it's time to take measurement of all that we have become in the process. The good and the bad have revealed a process of discovery of ourselves, the material world in which we live, and the spiritual world that makes it possible. Our ego is dissolved and taken over by forgiveness. At the arrival of judgment, we are reborn. Now, in the fall's journey, the final major Arcana card is the world, and it has a lot of meaning to it, which, of course, I'm going to go into in full detail as I discuss each of the major Arcana cards individually. However, in terms of this recollection of the fall's journey, let's keep it really simple. The world is about this moment where we actually are just about to embark back on our journey so the best way to describe the world is you know back in the beginning when we discovered that the fool had left a sort of a travel log of everywhere that he had been we decided to embark on a journey and it took us down a long and winding road we completed that long and winding road we've gone and met with the sun to who has acknowledged our success And we have experienced our judgment, which is where we take measurement of everything we have become in the process. As a result of that, we are reborn. And what the world represents is the beginning of the cycle again. It goes to show that life is a cycle and that once it has ended, all that's left is for it to begin again. So that was The Fool's Journey. I hope you found it interesting and informative. If you would like to see me putting my knowledge of tarot into practice, you can subscribe to the Ellie Dreams Down Under channel on YouTube. I do a new video every day and I do it on a variety of topics, including US politics, world affairs, mysteries, the unexplained, I do personal readings and pretty much anything else that comes my way. I also take requests and all of the videos are free. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast in order to get updates, notifications when new podcast episodes are available. Until then, take care.